I want to thank thank my dear friends Debbie and, and David. Hashem has is always busy with Yoni Mitzvah and learning Torah. Just this past week, the Shabbos, and, and, and now and every room should be filled with Simcha Nachas and Bracha, and we should be able to to learn together in the home and as Israel. One pays Sadik Vav. Is Kuflam and Aleph. Nevoras Hadvar. The Sadik is talking about davening, about davening, and how davening is something which is not only a few minutes of the day, but davening is a tzuras achayim. Davening is a way of living. It's the whole way of life. It's entirely. Transformed. So the verse had varum im haodam la erech kol hayayim ena zayichem sakadosh baruch. If a person goes throughout the entire day and he doesn't remember the bainishol, in other words, he just has his davening. Davening is a little bit shachris. He gets a chance. There's a woman that's able to daven a mincha. Beautiful. But the person who doesn't live with the bainishol throughout the day, it's just. The official times for davening. Otherwise, he doesn't think about Hashem, doesn't remember Hashem. Kate said, "Yitachin So, a person who doesn't remember, who doesn't have Hakadosh Baruch on his mind throughout the day, so then how does he turn to someone who he doesn't have at all in his in his thoughts? A person lives in this way without remembering Hashem. Then certainly, then certainly he can't. He, there's not. There's no meaning for davening during the day at different times. If he's not thinking about a kashbaruch, he doesn't have this ongoing relationship. If he doesn't feel that every single moment of the day he's with Hashem, so then there's no there's no need of speaking to the, to somebody if he's not there with you. Therefore, the beginning, the beginning of everything, is to remember the Baruch Shalom throughout the day. We spoke about at length. Even if a person does remember Hashem, it's not just remembering that Hashem exists, but as we spoke about throughout the second half of the Sefer. It means constantly remembering and thinking about how every single thing is from Hashem. Everything is with Hashem's Ashgacha. Hakol b'kol mikol kol. B'chol eitzah b'chol shah. Every single second. L'lo yetzim n'aklal. Without any exceptions. Madu'a sh'yif ne'lov l'ezra. In other words, if you don't... It's not only that, that, that the Rabbani Shalom is, exists and that you know that He's there. But if you don't think about this all the time, how every single thing is only able to happen because of Hashem, and that He's Mashgiach on every single thing, every second, so then, why should you turn to Him for help? If He's not the one who's the, who's the Balabayas, who's not in charge of this moment of your life, then why would you turn to Him for help? Because if it's not clear to you, you don't feel this in a very strong way, that Hashem is the single address to, to where you turn for help, 
in everything in life, then then why should you turn to him? In order to live in this way that we were talking about last time, not just that you daven occasionally, but like the Abba said, that my whole life is tefillah. Every single step of my life I'm davening, meaning not the official words in the Siddur, they're only a few times a day, but tefillah means every single place I go, whatever I do, anywhere that I am, even the smallest things, I turn to Hashem. So first, in order to live this way, to be a real davener, then first of all, there has to be this continuous remembrance that there's a creator. And the second thing is, that Hashem guides and controls everything. That He's the only balabayas for every single thing. When a person lives throughout the day, the machshavu b'hargosh shakal ma'isa with this thought and this feeling, that every one of his actions has lachasa b'hem v'chein lahepach chasushal. Whether a person is successful or God forbid he's he's unsuccessful in something, totally rock by his baruch shemay depends entirely upon Hashem. Ha'bechol davar davar shu aisa. This person who feels that in everything that he does, kaidel makach. Before he does something, even during the time that he's doing something, his mouth is constantly mumbling. He's constantly saying tefillahs in his own words. That Hashem should help him to be matzliach in this thing that he's doing. A person who lives with that awareness that A, the Bereshulam is here, and B, nothing can happen without him, every single second of that person's life, he has a tefillah on his lips. Give some examples. A person gets up and he goes to Davin Shachris. To Davin the morning Davining. We know from all of the different times of our lives. Everybody knows how hard it is to have good Kavana when you're Davining. To really concentrate when you're Davining. Everybody knows how hard that is. Who could help you in your davening? So people are, you know, trying to buy all the time new sederim, better sederim, till you finally can get a sederim that will just daven on its own. You just, you know, you put it on the table and it just goes. It just says things and you see like words flying up to Shemaim because we don't know what to do. So we're looking for new, you know, new, new, new things to help, uh, different ways to help the kavana. So the the irony of that is, is that what's missing from this person's Kavana is that he doesn't even ask Hashem to help him to have better Kavana. You know, we find an amazing thing. Nobody in the world can be masik this. Only only a Jew could understand this. That if you look in the if you look in the Siddha, printed in the printed in the Siddha, there is Tfilas Kaidim Hatfilah. Who else ever heard? What does that mean? That there's uh, that there that there are tfilas, There are things to daven before davening. In other words, to daven so that I should be able to daven. And and the person forgets that that kavana and the heart opening and all of that, that's also the only one to turn to is the Banishlam. Sure it's good to get a siddur that you understand better and and to be in the right place, a good atmosphere for davening and and to, all the other things are true and all the other things can help. But here you're going to you're going to um you're going to to 
do that one thing of the day more than, that more than anything else expresses is an expression of your dependency on the Rabbi Shalom. And Davka, when you come to Davan, you don't think that you're dependent on him. You don't think that you're dependent on him. I, so many times, you know, there, there are people that, let's say, they're in shul and they're bothered by somebody that's talking Hashem a few seats away. And you know how it is when you're trying to Davan and there's somebody that's talking a few seats away, you can't, you, you can't, you can't take it. Not only, not only does it disturb you, but you keep on looking over and you don't understand. You it, 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 it stares you so much. A person would never ever think to say, Rabbi Shalom, help me to be able to not to think about that and to hear it. Help me to only dive into you and not to hear anything else that anybody's saying, to only hear what you're saying to me. Instead of right away, you know, calling the, calling in the, uh, the, the guy, to, you know, the, uh, the bouncer to have the guy ushered out, but to have this you know, lady reprimanded and, and, and you know, uh, embarrass her and so on and so forth even though what she's doing or what he's doing certainly is wrong and you can't talk during davening but, you, but, but a person you're there to daven so one of the things of davening is you know, to daven that you should be able to daven better to daven you should be able to daven Chazal say that Hashem also davens ki beisi beis tefili yikar the Hashem also daven so what does that mean? Hashem Tehud is Daven. So the Tzaddikim say that the Baruch Shalom's Davening, he's talking to us. He's Davening that we should that we should want to talk to him. He's calling out to us that we should call to him. And the person lives with this realization that even to Daven, you have to Daven. You have to have Siyat of the Shema, you should be able to Daven. That's why before you start Shema Nesra, you say Hashem Sfasai Tiftach, Afiyah Giti Lasach. Open my lips because I can't say anything, I can't have a proper thought without you helping me. So, when it comes to da- going to Davin, and he prays, he says, Who could help you? Who could help you? Because you know that it doesn't, it's not only a matter of how quiet the shul is, you could be by yourself in the, in the room. You could, and, and, and there's no one to blame. But it's so hard to have. To concentrate. <coughs> Certainly, a person has to do whatever he can do to be able to to be able to concentrate and to and to think about davening. Certainly, we try whatever we can. However, if not for help, a person can't succeed in that at all. Chazal have taught that every single day the Yitzhahara thinks of new ways to, to hurt a person, new ways to distract a person, new ways to destroy a person. And if not for Hashem helping, any Yachalai, we wouldn't be able to succeed with anything. It means that using our, our own kaychis, we can't even succeed in davening. We can't have any kavan in davening. So who could help? Therefore, if a person understands, 
He has to turn to the Barishan before he davens. Hashem, I should be pleased to help me to be Zarech that I should be able to daven to you in the right way and that I should be able to concentrate. And if, you, and if it's during davening and it's hard for you to concentrate, during davening, you should stop for a moment. If it's the time when you're forbidden to talk, then you have to be careful and then you should daven in your thoughts. In your mind, which is also a very, very real and strong way of davening. Rabbi Nachman used to talk about screaming at the top of your lungs without making a sound. Screaming mamish at the top of your lungs. Rabbi Nachman would speak about being in a crowded room and and not being able to not being able to 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 call out to Hashem because of all the people that are around you and how to scream at the top of your lungs in, in absolute silence. And that a person has to. Sometimes daven in his mind, and the Ben Shalom, the Ben Shalom certainly hears those tefillahs as well. Even though when it, when you're able to pronounce the words, it's much more chashiv for reasons we're not going into right now to pronounce the words. But if you can't, then you should stop for a second and to daven in your mind, or if, it's, if you're able to at that time with your mouth. That the Ben Shalom help me. I should be able to continue to, 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 to concentrate and I should stay focused I shouldn't get distracted and I should be able to think of what I'm saying Dugman Yisaf is another example Adam Nigash Lilmaid is a Torah a person sits down to learn Torah a person has to understand that if not help you can't understand the truth of what you're learning you can't understand Bechlal, the truth of what you're learning, without Hashem opening your mind. The Torah on its own is really beyond human comprehension. It's something that's not within the grasp of a human being. It's a t- the Torah comes from above. And the only way that a person can understand Torah is if, he, if, if Hashem is brought, gives him that gift of Torah. The same way that when Hashem gave us the Torah at Hashinai, that's how we were able to have the Torah. It's like that every time that we sit and learn. The only way that you could have Torah is if Hashem allows you to have it. If He gives it to you, it's a gift every time. And you have to appreciate that. Because it's not something which on its own is from this domain that we live in. It comes from another place. And every time that you receive it is because the Baruch Shalom is allowing you to have it. He's giving it to you. And therefore, when a person realizes this, he, he, he asks for help. We find that in the Svarma Kedoshim the Torah is called Seichal Nivdal, which means transcendent intellect. Seichal Nivdal means it's, it's an understanding that is separated from this world. It's not of this world. The Torah is Mamish, not of this world. It's before there was ever a world. And the human being on his own has no Hasag of Torah. It, it transcends us above the mind of a human being. Therefore, therefore, it's clear. That it's not possible for the human mind to comprehend the depths of Torah. 
Since the mind of a, of a person is not really capable of understanding the depths of Torah, the surface, the most basic, but the depths of Torah certainly not. How could a person properly understand Torah? That's only possible with his great help from above, from the Baruch Shalom. Sometimes a person, a person has the misfortune of reading a, a scholarly work on Torah. When I say misfortune, because it's not coming from the perspective of emuna of faith, it's coming, it's coming from a scholar, you know, a, a, a professor who's not who's not observant of mitzvahs and is not trying to understand the truth of Torah. He's trying to write a dissertation. And he's trying to impress. He's trying to impress people. And when you, when which I've I've many times over the years, I've read, uh, unfortunately, those types of books over the years, and it's it's truly shocking. It's truly shocking when you see the open mistakes that are made that any yeshiva bacher or, or any seminary girl would never ever make. I'm not saying maybe if it's maybe if it's the, the, the class in the yeshiva maybe the the weakest student or in seminary, but any average to above average would would not make this mistake. There are blaring, unbelievable errors, and that goes through the editor of and this professor and that professor. There's no siyata deshmaya. It's not just that the it's not just that the words are not shining, and that the, that the words are themselves mamish dead and lifeless, without any chiyas, without any warmth. But they're wrong. There's so many unbelievable mistakes. There's a there's a very famous professor. I want to mention his name. And and I remember I decided I was going to and, I, and I'm just myself in Amharis. And I decided that during the time that I was reading the book that I would I would highlight the open mistakes just in Hebrew, the open mistakes in, in the Gemara, the open mistakes in Pesukim. And, and I did this, it was around the 400 page book, and I found over a thousand mistakes. Open mistakes. And if it was someone that, that, knew, that knows more than me, so he would have found, I'm sure, 2,000 mistakes. But, but, or more. Because there's no siyata deshmai. There was a, there's a, um, a yeshiva, it's not exactly yeshiva, some sort of institution of Jewish learning in, in Ezzesel, that around 10 years ago there was an article that the uh, they look they look gemara they shama shabbos is a little bit uh, unconventional certain things there but they're shama mitzvahs I think so they had this uh, you know they they had this they had this uh, I wouldn't call it an interfaith God forbid but they they were they were galachim they were they were priests bishops and cardinals that were visiting Eretz Yisrael and they and this this institute of Jewish learning invited. These galachim, these priests, to come and and to partake in the joy of the day of studying Talmud. So they took pictures. You know, this was all a publicity union. So they they they, they took pictures and they made a whole big thing. This is New Shalim. and and I read an interview. So a lot of you understand. Bnei Torah were very upset about this. The Rabbanim were very very upset about this whole thing. And did he bring Avodazar into Bismarck, you know? So they come there with the Avodazars and everything. Uncle Panam, they spent the whole day learning Talmud. They gave each Galachal, 
Each priest was given a chavrusa, a yeshiva bacha. And they, didn't, they were doing it in English. You know, they were studying Talmudic text with each one. So I read in an article where they, where they interviewed uh, a few of the bacham from the yeshiva about that experience. And the bacham said that they found in general that it was easier to learn with six-year-old, seven-year-old children a piece of Gemara than to learn it with these brilliant, you know, world-famous bishops and cardinals. So you could say that maybe these are not so, these, these people are not actually so smart. That's not true. They're very, very accomplished people, and they're very bright, very, very bright people. There's a big thing that's missing, which is Siyat Adishmai. The Torah doesn't belong to them. The Torah is ours. Torah Sivil and Maisha, Mayrosha, Chazal say is Ma'arasa. Not only is it our inheritance, but we're, it's our Kala. We're engaged to the Torah. The Torah belongs to us. It's a, a Kala. And how dare anybody that's not Chasashalom. Yeah, that you understand that's what that means for someone else to start with the kala, what that means. So, so there's no siyada dishmaya. But it's not a person has to think about this. Not just under such a in such a crazy situation where they're, where they're bringing in a bishop or somebody to a yeshiva. But when a person will have to, a regular healthy situation where you're sitting and you're trying to learn, you're trying to understand something. And it's all siyata dishmai. You have to dive in the Bereshit Vahayarayinayinabisarasach. Especially in the morning when you say Berchas HaTayra. Which women also say Berchas HaTayra. So the Roch HaShikha Dishon Saysa V'sivanu Lasaga Al Divita However you say Al Divasaga Divita Vaharav Nashon Kinez Divasas Wafiri Yenachmu Tzatzenu Tzatzenu Kalamcha B'Yisrael And you say Rabbani Shalom Ashabach Abonu Mikolam Nasalmanu Tzatzenu 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 Noisen HaTayra Hashem, you're giving us the Torah now, like all the Vishanim point out. Nice, that's how you gave, just gave us the Torah. Nice ain't had Torah. We're asking, I'm asking you to give me the Torah this minute, to give me the Torah this day. That I should, that you should, that there should be, that I could be zeichet to have this gift of your Torah. Because it doesn't belong to me. The Torah is from another world. And therefore, a person has to daven that there should be siyat adishmaya and ha'arasponim v'ha'eri neinu b'sarasach. To illuminate my eyes, to shine, let my eyes shine with your Torah to see and to understand Torah. Because if not for Hashem's Baruch's help, you can't understand it. You could just maybe a little bit, a little bit on the surface, but you can't, you can't understand it. I had a similar story about someone that I know, a friend of mine, that he was teaching. You're going to be very insulted by this, but that's all right. You'll, you'll, I hope you'll be my. We're all friends, most of us here. Those of you that don't know me, so you know. Right? I'm sorry, but but there was a friend of mine who was teaching Gemara to women, and he said it was the most unbelievably frustrating thing in his life. And he said not only he says first of all he didn't want to do it, he did it. He is he, whatever Panasa, and he, I I told him he shouldn't do it, but you know we were talking about it. okay he did it for a short time. He said he was going out of his camel. And these are very, very bright and motivated women. It's not a question of how bright they are. There's no siyayat adishmaya for a woman to learn what she's not allowed to learn. There's no help from Hashem. She's not allowed to learn Gemara. There's no help from Hashem. That's, the, that's, that's a sad thing, because they're sweet, wonderful, adorable women, and they're trying to do something they think is a mitzvah, and it's not. And there's no siyayat adishmaya. There's no siyayat adishmaya in it. There was, a, there, was a, a, there was a woman that once asked me something that she was going to one of these classes and, and she said uh, that she learned something with Pnei Yeshua. I said, you, you learned the Pnei Yeshua? What was the, what was the Pnei Yeshua? She said, oh, there's a Pnei Yeshua in Brachas. 
it, it was so crazy. And she's a, she's much smarter than me, this lady. I'm telling you. But she said such a pnei yeshua. It was so It wasn't confirmed by her the pnei yeshua. And there's no the, the, the rabbi you said it never said it like that because there's no siyad of the shemay. I there is such an Indian that put down the poskim. I, I wrote about this a long time ago in one place. So that there's such a thing that there were very famous, some women that tzadkanis. They're very holy and righteous women that on their own they were motivated and they learned Gemara. No, we know that in our tradition there have been such women. But it's not, it's not that class. You know, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that class in the school that, they, that those girls went to. They, that, they weren't in that category. Uh, there were famous, there were some famous women like that. There was, there was such a thing. And the Jerisha talks about there is such an Indian in Klai's history in our past that some of you have read about or heard about. But that's not that's not, uh, that has to be so unbelievable, Lishem Shemaim. It has to be so holy and pure. That so perfectly, perfectly pure for God's sake. And who could say, Zakisius Libi, that the heart is so pure? Standard Rishlam says, in Alatu, it's a halach, it's a dinishoch in Alatu. So, so what happens is that you have this very, very bright woman, and she, and she decides that she wants to be able to learn Gemara. And she's not really telling anybody how much she doesn't enjoy it. Because she wants to be able to say that she learns Gemara, and and and, for, and she's not having siyat adishmai. You know, it doesn't have chayin. It's a it's a hard thing to you know to say this. Barabbim, of course, would cause a major uprising in the modern Orthodox community, and you know I'd be excommunicated by a basin of women, and so on. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not ashamed to say this. It's not. It has nothing to do. With, it has nothing to do with my respect or lack of respect. God forbid. It has nothing to do with that at all. It just has to do with the Mitzvahs. The Mitzvahs is that it's also Alpidin for a woman to learn Gemara. Therefore, if it's also Alpidin, Hashem's not helping her. So, because what she's doing is sinful. And since what she's doing is an virus, there's no Siyad HaDishmai, God forbid. Would she want to have Siyad HaDishmai if she was insulting somebody? Would she want to have Siyad HaDishmai if she was answering the phone on Shabbos or turning on a light? No. So, how could she want to have Siyad HaDishmai when she's learning Gemara, which Hashem doesn't want her to learn? There's no Siyad HaDishmai. So, it's the same thing. It has nothing to do with intelligence. A woman has bini yisayra, adarab. A woman has a certain level of comprehension that, that outshines the comprehension of a man. But the, but the alleyways of Gemara are closed, Ashat. And that's why all of this talk to have women, to pask and shilas, and this and Gemara is all such a, to me, is the most dangerous thing in, in, in Klai Yisrael's history. And of halacha, it's such a pachat to me. Such a pachat. You give chizuk, you say, oh, 100%, all different things. But uh, pask and Gemara is... It's it's not the Rosnasha. So if it's not the Rosnasha, so then he looked its law. And it can't work. Because there's no Siyat and Shema. It doesn't have Chain in the Rosh eyes. And the only thing that works is a Tfilis, Navoid, and crying out to Hashem for help. But you're asking Hashem to help you in something where he told you that he doesn't agree with. He doesn't agree. So you'll bring a Raya. There's this rabbi that did it, and that rabbi that did it. This is all, this is all, this is all also public relations. It's not that, there's nothing real to any of that. There's anybody that ever investigated these in Yanam, and, and, I, and, and I spoke to members of Salvechik's family, and, and, and you could look into it. These are all things that are. These are all things that are. Mass media. So, there's no siyata dishmai, period. Thank God there's no siyata dishmai. We don't want Hashem Isbach to help us do things that are against His will. We only want Him to help us to serve Him properly, and to be honest, and to do things with Hashem So that's. He's saying uh, that's what he's saying over here that 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 a person that a person has to daven every step along the way to daven that he should understand the truth of Torah 
that the Baruch should be revealed to me the truth of Torah. And as far as what the woman is learning otherwise, and everything else, if she's learning, 100% of what she's learning. To understand the halachas that, it, that she has to understand and to learn everything, she, 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 she's just as much a part of it. And to have siyata deshmai, and she's not obligated to learn, but she, but certainly, if she wants to, and she wants to serve Hashem's Baruch through her learning, then she davens, and, and Hashem's Baruch helps open her mind and her heart to all that she's learning. Those things that, that the Baruch Shalom says, I want you to learn, but not those things that you're not supposed to learn. So he says. Once a person realizes Therefore, a person should daven when he goes to learn and during learning sometimes to stop and to daven from the depths of one's heart. In your own words. Help me to understand the truth of your Torah. The truth of the Torah, not to God forbid, say things that are crooked or, or, or wrong, or to have ideas, to what's called be megal upon the Torah, to, to to God forbid, say things about the Torah that are not true, that the Torah doesn't want us to say. There are things that a person can say that are against the Ratzon of Hashem, right? That are against the Ratzon of Hashem. A person could walk. A person come right now from the street and give now a two-hour lecture about why, about why it's the Ratzon of Hashem for a woman to learn Gemara. That's what I'm saying. You have to daven the Yishev Siyat Dishmai, not to be Megalaponimeter, not to be dis, not to misrepresent the Rishlam's Torah. Also, every teacher has to daven for that. Every teacher has to daven for that all the time. Anybody that teaches, I don't mean just in a classroom, but any you learn with your children, you learn with each other, every every time, every time. Uh, that, uh, that 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 to stop before you teach and to, just for a second to say Rabbi help that I should only say what you want me to say and I shouldn't I shouldn't change anything of your Torah I shouldn't there should be nothing that comes out of my mouth it's a distortion of your Torah it's a very serious thing it's a very big responsibility to teach Torah again not only obviously it's more of a responsibility when you're teaching it in public or the classroom but in teaching your children you're teaching a friend. And when you're learning it yourself, that there shouldn't be any distortions, because it's, you know that these that this is happening all the time. There are million, million, million distortions that, that take place and mis- misrepresentations, and all kinds of all kinds of unbelievable distortions. So we have to be zayichet to receive the Torah. You have to daven, Baruch give me the Torah. I'm asking you to give me the Torah as a gift. This is before you start to learn that day. You should be able to understand what you're learning, what you're going to learn that day. And also, he says, during the learning. Whenever you come, next page, whenever you come to the Tzadik Ches, whenever you come to a place, let's say, in learning, and you're trying, it's hard for you, you don't understand. It should be a natural thing for you to turn to the Barashalom. And to ask Hashem. To ask Hashem, help me to understand this, this piece of Torah that I'm learning right now. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Help me, help me to understand it. When a person learns this way, when a person learns this way, 
that every single second when you're learning Torah, you're attached to Hashem, the giver of the Torah. And then, the, then Torah and davening become bound one with the other. That's the highest thing to do. To always connect learning and davening. Learning and davening are, are, are like twins that they should be inseparable. Tefillah with Torah and Torah with Tefillah, they have to always be together. If not for that, if a person while he's learning Torah completely forgets about Hashem, because he's concentrating so much on what he's learning, could actually, it could be dangerous. That if you don't, if you don't learn with Hashem, if your learning is not with Hashem together, he's not part of Yechavusa, then it could happen also that when you get up from the Sefer, when you finish learning, you forget Hashem too. It means that a person could be sitting and learning for hours, and then and go straight from the Shia, and there's a whole Shia on the subject of honesty in business, and they're learning all the dinam of Hashemishkut of honesty in business, and right after he finishes the Shia, he goes and he, he goes, and he goes, and he, and, and he, and he's on, he's on the train, leaving the Shia, going to work, and he's already saying crooked things. He's already crooked. And the whole Shia was about being, about being Elich, about being honest. Uh, on the phone, away from the Shia, he's already crooked. How could it be? Because the Torah is not with the Rabbanu Like it's like the Navi said, Taif Seha Torah, Lo Yida'uni. Those who, who, who are learning Torah, they don't know me. The Navi cried about it. That there was such a Matzis at the time of the Churban. That the, that the students of Torah don't know me. Lo Yida'uni. They don't know me. They're just smart people that are majoring in, in you know, in, in Torah. In, you know, but they're lo yidu'i. They don't have a, a shaykhist to me. So then how do you explain that? And that's what the Nabi is saying. The rest of what he's talking about. Therefore all the orphans and widows are being mistreated. And the stock is not being given. And they're being mechal Shabbos. And the oivet of Zara. How could it be such a thing? Because not only that, was, the Nabi was crying about the Torah leaders. Lo yidu'i. They don't know me. People who are great in the study of Torah, and it's without the Rabbanu Shalom. If the Torah is without the Rabbanu Shalom, it's not. It's without tefillah. So then, then the person's life can be filled, is filled with all kinds of inconsistencies, all kinds of inconsistencies, because the Torah is without tefillah. It's without davening that the Rabbanu Shalom should, not only to help me understand it, but Rabbanu Shalom help me to live this way. That's why I've spoken to you about this many times over the years. Rabbi Nachman emphasized this so many times. That whenever you learn something new in Halachi, in Navi, whatever you're learning, you should always daven for it. Daven for it. A little bit for a second during the Shia, and then after the Shia. People should keep notes and writings of tefillahs, of things that they learn. That Rabbi Shalom, I learned today that I learned today the Halachis. Uh, 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 of lighting Shabbos candles and this halacha and that halacha and then you try to write tefillahs that you should be able to live according to that halacha to understand it properly and to live with it and to give it over to your children the right way and then the whole Torah becomes a Torah Shaim, becomes a living Torah it's not just some subject or a lecture to go to a, a lecture it's the whole Indian of a, of a lecture so that any without any chi so that any life is just Something that's just not a stamina lecture.
even the term a lecture, Torah lecture, all these things, lecture. The whole, the whole music of a lecture is not Jewish. We have words, we have a Shia, we have a Shmuz. The word Shmuz, you know, who, who has such a word like that? And what Shmuz means, means hearing something. Right? Shmuot. Shmuz means to hear. It's an interesting thing. We don't call it. A lecture means that someone gets up there. It doesn't make a difference if anyone's listening. Any of you who have attended college or graduate school know that a lot of times there's, no there's no one listening. Not even the guy who's saying it. He's not even... And, and, and that's why it was a very easy transition to the internet where you could have colleges where there's no, there's no students even sitting in the room. You could take all your courses without even meeting the person. Doesn't Because it has nothing to do with a nice and a macabre giving and receiving. It's nothing. It's all without life. It's without any fears. When a yid says Torah, she's saying a shmuz means my whole my whole tachlis of being here right now is that yidin should hear me, it's that they should hear the Baruch Shalom's Torah. It's not anything else. It's a shmuz, not a lecture. But the whole Indian of what they call that, even in the firm community, this is a lecture. It's giving a lecture, a Torah lecture. So all these gaishel l'shaynis that we never had such a thing. So a shmuz, a shia, a maimer. What does it mean? In Israel, they call it. Well, the Babishari has also said, look at this sichas. What's a sicha? What does it mean, sicha? Sicha. A conversation. Isn't that beautiful? A conversation. Who in the world has such a thing? A sicha. A conversation. That's how Jews learn Torah. It is nice and macabre, giving and receiving. That, that's. And we have to ask the Babishari to, to converse with us. When we're learning Torah, it's a conversation. It's such a beautiful thing. To, to talk and to hear. It's a, it's a conversation. That's why when you try to teach another Jew Torah, you know it happens so many times when you're teaching that you begin to understand things that you never, ever, ever thought of when you were preparing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody that teaches knows that. Because it's a conversation. The Baruch Shalom is... You're giving, he's giving you, and it's it's all labedik. It's labedik. It's not it's not it's not something from a, a book. It's something which is alive. There's a give and take. There's a there's a nice a nice in, in a person's Torah with the Rebbeinu Shalom. He's when he learns together the Rebbeinu Shalom. That's what he's saying over here. But if not, he says, then God forbid. After you learn, you can walk away from the sefer. Or you can walk away from the lecture and and it doesn't have any effect upon your life. You're the same person that you were. It's an interesting shia. So you can say it over, you know, it can be, you know whatever, it's a table or something. But it didn't change your life. But to change a person's life, Mahamish, that you should begin to live that way, it's only with the Rabbani Shalom, it's only with Siyad and the Shema, it's only with Tefillah, that you begin to change your life. Or else... Yeah, it's not only do you not change your life, but you look at other people change your life and you think that they're strange. You actually, you know, you could have a few people went to, this, to the same shir, and then, and then one of the ladies that comes back from the shir, she starts to, she starts to keep what she heard in the shir. And, and the other person says, well, what's with you? <laughs> so, so then you say, we were at the same shir. Didn't you hear what the, didn't you hear what the rabbis said at the shir, or the rabbi? Didn't you hear that shir? So the, we learned that the Rebbe Shalom wants us to do this, and it's a good thing. He gives a nachas, so I'm trying to do it. She, she can look at like you're from, from another planet, and and, and you don't understand because you, you went to you went to the Shia. We, we learned this, so why? And and I never knew that. And it's the Ratz Nashem. 
So the Rebbe Hashem, I think I could try doing it and see, and I could try to please the Rebbe Shalom. I'll try to do it. I don't know if I can. I'll try. And the other person went to the same shir, but she didn't go to the shir. Only you went to the shir. She, you went to the shmuel. She went to the lecture. <laughs> so the, she went for a lecture, and you went for a shmuel. So when you come back from the shmuel, you try to change your life. And she went for a lecture. She just has some interesting notes. She follows with her with her uh, college, uh, you know, the college uh, American history class. Sanaf kimin. It's Jewish history, it's American history, but it's not anything that's a, that's, that changes her life, that changes a person's life. There's no siyat there's no tefillah, there's no avayda. It, it was a lecture. That's why you that's why you see that so many of these, even the topics that you see that they, if you look, topics that are there, there are these lectures, these Torah lectures and Jewish lectures, and you want to tell you you want to tell you your hair out and say Benid al makula. Stop lecturing. Start schmoozing with Yidin and talk to them and, and cry with them and let them hear and avoid them, make it to avoid them with davening, with tefillah. Like the tzaddikim taught us. There's enough lectures. Jews are smarter than they need to be. How many lectures? Well, lectures. You look in the Jewish newspapers. This lecture, that lecture, this lecture, that lecture. You know. <clears throat> I... Uh, Insights in the medieval usage of the word shear, you know. <laughs> and like, you know, it's okay. They, used, they, they did use it, they didn't use it. What's the Nafkimen? Where's the Barisham on all of these things? Where's the Barisham on all of these things? She says, it could be very dangerous. You could walk away from you could walk away from the from the Torah. There's no Hashpanya. There's no Hashpanya. <coughs> It's a scary thing. Never before have there been as many yeshiva bachim as now. Never before. But we're all pining and longing for that elachiyid from 70 years ago that hardly knew anything. That that that, that didn't you know that, that might not have known as much, but whatever he knew, he kept. He didn't know so much, but whatever he knew, he kept. And now you could have a yeshiva bachim that's been listening for 18 years. Shiram on, on the uh, uh, and and from this mashgiach and the about davening and you still can't get him for davening. You can't get him to shul. I got to you know lay to come in that that that, that and leaves and there's some alta yid. He, he heard he heard once seventy years before that his rabbi said to him you know davening the rishon wants you to daven. That's it seventy years he's the first one in shul. And, and the bachi is a day in day out. The Meshkiah is crying and begging, come to Davin, come to Davin. He can't, he can't get out of bed. He comes late, he doesn't want to go to shul, the whole business goes on. Because there's an, that, that Jew who lives with the Bani Shalom and wants to please the Bani Shalom, everything that he hears, he, 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 it's part of his life. It's not Stam. It's part of his life. It makes a hashpah on him. It changes him. He, tries, he wants to be better. He wants to be better. There's no bigger naches that any teacher could have. And, and for me, the greatest naches that I have that, that, that is when someone says, you know, uh, someone says, I, I heard, you know, I was listening and I tried and, and I'm able to do this what you spoke about and I have such naches. And I always tell them, you know, give me a prophet that I should be able to do, you know, what I spoke about. But it gives me such naches. I had somebody that told me, I such siyat that this someone told me there's a yid. I tried calling him because I got the number. I couldn't get him. I still try to get through. But there's a, there's a yid who lives next to Israel. And somebody came from one of the bachim from the community, met him, and he said, 
But you should some obvious, he says, oh, there's a, you know, Rabbi Warmick says, yeah. So he said, you know, I'm listening to the tapes, there's, there's a Yid, that he's from, like, someplace in Texas, and he became Shana Shabbos, and he moved to Texas, so he listens to these Zanyanim, and, and, I, and I think, it's unbelievable. There's a Yid someplace, and it's not because of me, it's that there's a Yid that's such a Mavakish Hashem, that he could listen, and he, he could listen, and to hear, not even to meet the person, and he could hear something, and he says, I want to try to be a better person, I want to be a better Jew. Everybody that everybody knows that there's nothing that's more gratifying when you see that there's a yid who's trying to change and to become better, and that that's 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 when it's a person's learning is with the Bani it's with tefillah that it's not God forbid something which is just empty. That's what he's saying because it could be chashsham dangerous. Otherwise, it's just an intellectual thing. And he says, it's around eight lines down the kach. The only way that Torah could be a Torah that connects you to God is the way that we're talking about it. Torah that comes with davening. That's another way of saying, I'm not telling you something, I didn't think of this. I'm not telling you something I made up. There's not something new. See, Davke, of course, he, he Davka gives us an example, not one of the Doyle HaTzadikim from the Chassidim, from Talmud Yerushalayim. He gives he gives him a Chazanish, right? Because right away, any person that's not a Chaz, is gonna, not a Svad, he's going to look at this and say, oh, there's a Chassid you know, whatever it is. Or the Svadim like these things, but it's not for the literature. It's not our way. It's not our way. The Chavaz Chaim lived this way every second. Chazanish lived this way. Those those Tzadikim, they lived this how they lived. He says, we know Kefisha Muva Batal Dhoisav, like it's like it's told over in his biography. Shabakal Shosha Yunitka Bakushya Bihavana. Whenever the Khazanish was having a difficulty and he couldn't understand something on his Madraga in learning, he couldn't understand how you point like obviously you go over to a corner of the of the room of the shul, the Sham Shafach is kind lachashay lufanabis, but he would begin to cry out to Hashem. She is a Kayla Haskalov and is in Ilashu. He would beg Hashem to help him understand what he was learning. And this is understood by any intelligent person to understand this. You don't have to go off to some corner someplace. Each person according to his own nature. But you have to daven. You don't have to go off someplace. You could be sitting in front of the Sefer. And, and, you, and you could... You could quietly, under your breath, dive into the Rabbanish Lelem. Liftless like a Shabbat Hashem of a Machshavta, with your mouth or in your thoughts. Which is the very beginning, as I spoke about before. V'yivakish mani Yisbaruch Shemosh Yisrael Lahaskil. As a Torah Kedoshah. That to ask the Rabbanish Lelem to help you to understand, to be able to understand the Torah, after the parentheses on the bottom. Ken Yargil, three lines up. Ken Yargil, Hadam is And a person should get accustomed to this. Should get used to this. Levak Kesh, Mimani is Baruch Shemayel, Asogas, Atayra Kadesh. To constantly ask Hashem to understand this Torah. Lefne Halimud, before you start learning. Teich Kedei Halimud, while you're learning. Hula Acha Halimud, after you learn. Sheyiska Advarim, help me remember what I learned. You ever happened to you that you, you went some ways and you were learning and then somebody asked you 15 minutes later, what did you learn today? And you don't remember? You know, you just don't remember. You can't put it together or you have some sort of a funny, a little bit, but it's not clear. 
It's also to, to ask Hashem for help, to be able to remember something. That's also, how does a person remember? It's also the Shmaya. Why should you remember? You have to ask Hashem as well, help me to remember this. When you hear something, when you hear some Torah that made a very big impression on you when you were there, you heard something that Mamish screeched you in a deep way, then you have to daven very strong afterwards. Vaishlam, help me to always remember that Torah I heard today because it made such a Vaishlam on me. Help me to remember that sentence, that Torah, it made such a Vaishlam on me. And I want to be able to have that Vaishlam other times in my life over the next 50, 60, 70 years to be able to taste of that excitement of that Torah that I heard. So if you hear such a Torah that makes such an impression, you daven Vaishlam, help me to remember that Torah. It's all siyad of the Shmaya. To remember, not to remember. It's all siyad of the Shmaya. In Yizke Ha'odam Lahasmid Bekach. If a person gets into this habit, and he does this all of the time, Yuchal Baruch Hashem, Liknes Bekach, Kenyan Godomar, you could acquire a tremendous amount. Not only in learning, knowing a lot more, and understanding a lot more, and remembering a lot more, but feeling a lot closer to the Rabbanishlam. The Torah that you're learning to understand and the Dvekas and the connection to the Rabbanishlam that you're experiencing through that, through that learning. And therefore, like Chazal tell us that even if a person is when a person is learning by himself, he has to know, even if you're by yourself, that the Shekhinish, that the is Shaina connect, that means that you always have a Chavusa. Even when you're learning by yourself, the Rabbi Shalom is sitting with you, Mamish, at the table. The Rabbi Shalom is sitting with you there, and he's learning with you. And you have to ask him to help you. And you should imagine that you're sitting with the Shekhinah, sitting right with you, the Shekhinah. And you should ask her for help, to help to understand the Torah Kedosh, and to give you a taste of the Torah. The Shekhinah is Shaina Kenegdai. Chazal tells that when you sit and learn, the Rebbein Shalom is learning with you. It's chavusa. If they ask him for help, they should be able to should help you. That's when it comes to learning Torah and it comes to Tefillah. Dugman Eisefes, one more paragraph. Another example, which we spoke about before, he's bringing everything together now. Adam Harlech Luknei Shulchan Kisos, Adam a person goes to buy things in the store, table chairs. We spoke about shopping a little bit before. Kvabi Rainul El, we already learned this before. Shal Adam Luknei Shalach Luknei Shulchan Vachadamir, before you go to buy a table and so on. All of Lizabani Binyan Hamuna, to think, to go with the Muna, to go with the Baruch Shalom into this store. Shakol Kavur Rakmi Rani is Baruch Shalom, that everything is Kavur from Hashem, everything is the Baruch Shalom. Ezer Shulchan Yikna, we already spoke about this, which table are you going to buy? Vachem Bishas Akniya, all of his Bainan Kain. And when you're buying it, to remember to stop and to think about, to thank the Baruch Shalom, to ask him that this should be good, and that my my husband, my my children should be happy with this, and that it should it should be it should work right, it should be good, and so on and so forth. These are all tefillahs that make a person dovuk by Hashem, that bring a person to to being dovuk to Hakadosh Baruch, being attached to Hashem as Baruch. That's the whole yantar of Purim. Is this your side? The whole yantar of Purim is that every single step you don't see Hashem's name, but you have to know that He's with you every single step of your life. That's the whole. 
and I should be able to find it quickly. I shouldn't waste my whole life going to stores. <laughs> there are people that waste so much of their life going to stores. It's, it's an unbelievable thing. Instead of being with their family, or instead of just taking a nap or something, or, 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 or learning, or reading, or something, they just spend their lives going to stores. It's a, a person's on their 20th, and they look back and they see what they spend in stores, time going... It is. It's, it's such a crazy way to spend a person's life. So you have to even have to that I should find something that's behind by me that I could, that I like it. Because you know, prisoners, everybody has different tastes, such particular tastes. So you should be able to, you should be zayich to find it. Should be. It's a shidduch also, That I should see a table that is mitzchein beinai. That I like this table. I like this wallpaper. That I shouldn't have to go through a hundred bichelach, hundred of those things with, with the, you know, the different wallpapers and, and have. Have all these different spending so much time and going to run to these places and looking and, and spending a whole day, spending a whole day and uh, frustrating me and my wife. Sometimes she goes like she's the whole day. She goes to Bar Park to get with the girls to get the, you know this to get an outfit. She comes back and I I say no, we you must sleep. I always ask her you must sleep. Like they spent like eight hours. She brings back like a pair of socks. She could, if it was me, I would have ready the whole bar park. I would have emptied out the whole place. And, you know, God, because I go, I go into a store. Guess my wife. I go in. Ten seconds. In, out. That's it. You need so. You okay, so a woman has instance, and they need to. This should be a shidduch. So she's looking. Uh, with, the, with the children, my wife is also very fast with these nyanim. She doesn't, she doesn't drag around. But the girls kind of hurry and all that. Each one has in there, all the girls, each one has a different Indian. And she goes on the shopping. So I, I feel so bad. You eight, nine hours. You left in the morning. And, they, and my wife walks in, you know, that look, you know, at Post Bar Park. You know what I'm talking about. Sunday, Post Bar Park, 6.45 look. You know, the shaitles like this. And you look, you've had it, right? With the parking and all of our brothers over there, you know, how it goes. And, and that, you know, you've had it. Your mamas have had it. And I said, what do you have? And, and like, there's like one little brown bag. Like, nothing, you know, like nothing. And the whole, all the avoid and amelis of a whole day. And, and, and the rest is my wife, when she sits at home, she loves to learn. She's always reading Svarim, and she's a person that's always thinking and growing. And I say, I feel so, you know, to go like that, and, and to sit like that the whole day, and to find for the girls something. And, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 a person has to have siyat adishmaya. You go and you dive and eventually help me that I should be able to find something. It should be it should be what I like and it should be fair and I should be satisfied with what I buy. I shouldn't have second doubts. A person buys something and afterwards they have charata. Shouldn't have bought it. Why did I buy this? And you go to somebody else's house and you say that's not a nice than what I bought. And, and how come I how come I didn't go to that store? Where'd you go? Oh, I went here. Oh, I didn't know about that place. It was the only place you never heard of. We went to every single store in the whole New York, and there was one store that your friend went to, and she got the, the tile, the, the you know, the, the, the silverware. There's a certain kind of a fork. The only place in the whole it was discontinued. That everywhere else was discontinued. She was she found that place, and then you have such chalisa das. I can't believe it. You got 
the discontinued fourth. I couldn't get the discontinued fourth. I had no I had no slach with it. These are all things that a person has to have. It should be said to the shvayim to, 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 to help me. That I should be simple and I shouldn't have these inyanim, and that I should be and I should be happy with what I get and it should work all right. All of this is all of this is with tefillah with the Baruch Shalom. She covers with derech harui. The Baruch Shalom should put you on the right path. And calling you, I'm sorry, calling you look for the part of all the details you could you could daven for. You had to daven for. But derech harui, she ikna shulchan harui. Well, it's dark. Let's show you how. But you shouldn't have to have a lot of tircha to get something. And how much Allah has come of a come a million million times more when it comes to shidduch nizan yonim. That people have so much agnus nefesh that they have to, uh, uh, someone has to go out 30, 40, 50 times, 60 times, girls, all different, and young guys, that, uh, until it comes to the zivig, and there's so much, there's so much agnus nefesh to be able to have, and that they don't have, and that all of these things that the Rebbe should help me, that I should be zaycha, and it shouldn't be hard, and I should be able to see, and my children should have an easy time, and it shouldn't be hard for them, they should be able to should see, and, should, and they should find chayin, and all of these things. A person goes into stores, shouldn't God forbid look at the wrong things. You go nowadays, a person goes into, goes into a shopping mall, they're surrounded by all kinds of tumors, all kinds of tumors, all kinds of tumors. I, 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 I wanted to buy something, I was a birthday present for my wife list, so I went with my daughter, to, you know, she took me to, I hadn't been in a department store in 25 years. You know, I hadn't been in any department store. But we were driving, it was already the last day, and it was already the birthday, whatever, the birthday or something I wanted, to, and, I, and, and to go. And I came to the opening of this department store, and there are like posters and things that I said, I, you know, I can't go in there. person has to have Shemir say, no, I can't sit, I'm not going, and you'll get something, whatever will be, it'll be good. Uh, you can't walk into such a thing. You can't have Shmir say, no, you. However, the girl is not as much of an sign. But even, with the, even these things for a woman also kind of strange things have all kinds of disgusting things to see the person has to daven to have that when you go shopping you shouldn't see the wrong things it's not posh it we're not talking about you're not, you're not, we're not shopping over here in, in Gula you know you have to have that you shouldn't see the wrong things nowadays even Gula you have to daven you have to have it's not like it was 30 years ago you talk about all the details of everything that you, that, that you have to take care of that, that trip. You ask the Rosh to help you in every single detail with the thing and all of the circumstances that are surrounding that thing. This is an example of, of, of these are all ways of making the Rosh a part and tefillah, a part of your life throughout the day, not just shachas minchamar, but throughout the day, and everything in your life becomes different. Some of you have already been trying this, and, I, and, I, and some of you have shared with me your excitement about it and, and, and the feeling of the feeling of gratification that you have when you see that it works. You have to go over and over and over. It's not void of, of a person's life. But the returns are very beautiful. That's Hashem. We should be zeichet. Not only to learn about it, we should be zeichet to keep it.